Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast, presented by HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, and its Digital Marketing Council. And now, your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Digital Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode 118. We are airing Friday, August 26, 2016, where every week... We spend around 20 minutes sharing the most interesting news about tools, news, techniques being used in digital marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing. This past one that aired was show 55, and it airs every Friday at 10.30 a.m. Central U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. Tools this week. A unique feature um, that I get to offer this week is one that I've actually created for digital marketing for hospitality digital marketing in the budget season. It's called a digital marketing budget simulator. This was inspired at HSMAI's Digital Marketing Council, our last uh, monthly discussion, in which we're hoping to have some sort of simulator in which you as a marketer could, by putting your hotel information in, calculate a digital marketing budget and then allocate that budget to several different categories in digital marketing and see how successful you were based on industry standard conversions as to hitting your revenue number that you were hoping digital marketing would hit, which was also calculated for you. And the results were given to you at the end. Um, That will be rolling out. You can actually see it now in its starting format on the website at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash marketing budget simulator. And if you want to go test it out, Put in your information as requested at the top and then begin to allocate your budget to the different categories for digital marketing and see how close you get to your revenue goal for digital marketing for 2017. It's a great useful tool. I'll make some improvements to it. I'll be adding uh, KPIs. So if you would like an email sent to you after you've gone through the uh, simulator a few times as to what KPIs you should expect from an agency or from your brand services or what have you, it'll give you some great measurements, tools within the uh, different categories of digital marketing allocated. Uh, as to what you should expect the results should be for each of those departments that you can talk to your, like I said, agency or brand services uh, to make sure that you can hit for 2017. So that is the tool feature this week, kind of a homegrown one, which I'm quite happy and proud with. Spent a little work on that, getting the industry standards and so forth. Well, um, now a little bit to the news portion, which is also an overlap to our live show 55 recap. My co-hosts for the show this week were the ever-present Robert Cole from Rock Cheetah, Edward St. Ange from Flip2, and Holly Zoba, our special guest, which I'll explain in just a few minutes, uh, from Signature Worldwide. This week, we tried a little bit of a format change, where before we patterned ourselves very similar to this podcast, where we would talk about tools, and then news, and then techniques. 
We tended to uh, lean very heavily on the news recap portion. As a matter of fact, we had some wonderful point of view discussions that pretty much dominated most of the time. Our shows would tend to run on upwards of two hours, which was great. People would come in and out of the conversations and join us globally uh, to share their thoughts or give uh, their insights and questions to us and actually join us uh, in, the, in the dialogue on the video show. But we thought that was great, but it wasn't suited for everybody. People did enjoy the tools as we discussed them or the techniques, the case studies to learn something from that they might want to adopt so we didn't want to lose sight of that so we decided to change the format that the first hour was a little bit more regulated uh, a few minutes of meet and greet at the beginning of the show and then we spent about 25 minutes uh, doing our point of view the news point of view which is uh, by far the most popular section of the show that we did and then we did a interview and our interview host this time uh, on our inaugural uh, show was uh, with miss holly zobo from century worldwide which allowed us the chance to really feature not only Holly and her experiences and knowledge in the industry, which is extensive. She is a past recipient of HSMEI's Top 25 Most Extraordinary Minds in Sales and Marketing. Uh, but also, too, as Senior Vice President of Signature Worldwide, um, great insights as to, well, being the budget season, what you should budget and allocate for, and what is the real value of training. We often overlook that. We look at FF&Es and capital expenditures and hard tangible costs and of course marketing dollars we always like to make sure are considered in there somewhere but then there's always the intrinsic tr uh, training of your staff and uh, we've had some discussions on the show previously about security breaches and so forth and they're not all technology based um, a lot of it's soft in the sense as Mr. Edward St. Ange likes pointing out just throw a bunch of USB uh, drives in the parking lot and see somebody gather them up or grab a few of them and go into the hotel and plug it into your computer and whatever was on the USB is now in, in your computer system so a lot of it can be avoided by proper training. Um, silly little things, writing passwords down instead of retaining them or being a little too conversational about procedures and protocol in front of strangers. But all of that is wrapped up into a training program. So we got to spend a wonderful about a half hour with Holly uh, talking about what Signatures uh, Worldwide does for training, their prices, their breakdown, their service scope. Uh, fantastic conversation with that. So the news items we discussed in the show were fun. It created a little, not dissension, but definitely strong opinions. Uh, and that was uh, one of the news features was that the fact that Red Lion partners with Expedia for their loyalty program. I had a very strong differing view as to the value proposition of that. And I felt that that Red Lion could think it differently or do it differently. And Mr. Edward St. Ange uh, spent some good time explaining, well, I'm not exactly right about that, um, that there are a lot of value propositions to it. it really depends on what Red Lion does with this relationship and how well they exploit and transition or transform the membership connectivities that they create within the Expedia relationship into their own Expedia, uh, relationships with their guests that are visiting their product and how well they make that transition will be the real value measurement of whether this was a smart or not so smart maneuver. Another news section we talked about was, uh, and this was brought to us by Mr. Robert Cole, who contributed to a T-News article referring to the fact that Meta is on top of Meta. Meta on top of Meta Search is interesting that TripAdvisor in their Instabook program, and not always just their Instabook program, is now showing up in Google Hotel Finder, in Trivago, not in the high placement position, so it shows that they're being conservative about their bidding strategies, but they're showing up. So it's Meta hacking Meta, if you were to think of it that way. Um, this allows TripAdvisor a win-win situation in some scenarios. One, if they do drive business through their bid placement on Google Hotel Finder, they still acquire the transaction. 
And if their actual meta for themselves converts it, then they receive the same value proposition to the customer who is bidding through their meta search platform. So it'll be interesting to see if this is a trend that will be shared by others or whether TripAdvisor is simply trying to create a larger brand awareness of what it offers as services within the meta meta landscape, as it were. So it was a fun conversation about both of that. Uh, Again, all of these links to the articles that we're referring to, not just here in the podcast, but also on the live show are in the show notes for both the podcast and the live show. And both of those are able to be found on the website, hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast or hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live for the live show. And we'll repeat that at the end of the show as well, if you'd like to go take a look at those. The third item, which we didn't get a chance to discuss, what I thought was newsworthy, is that TripAdvisor bought the New York-based company CityMaps. Now, I'm a user of CityMaps, along with Viator, which they also bought way back in the day. Well, it doesn't seem that long ago, but it was. Um, it, it seems at first ironic that TripAdvisor, who is so heavily focused on hotels, would look at picking up something like City Maps was more about the experience base of your trips and so forth, uh, because it's not directly related to hotel conversions in as much as more about the ancillary services. Uh, by making that statement, it almost answers the very reason why. And let me read you a quote out of the news article that they, they had for this. Um, they acquired Viator in 2014 uh, and fielding city guides for popular tourism spots around the world. And we know that there was limitations as to this. Not every market had a Viator uh, coverage. So you only had to pick the large destinations to really have that added benefit of Viator's depth of data that they acquired. Uh, TripAdvisor's acquisition of City Maps is consistent with TripAdvisor's goal of building up its non-hotel business as its hotel offerings account for 81% of revenue in the second quarter of this year. So too many eggs in one basket, as it were. Uh, TripAdvisor's goal is to provide travelers with the perfect trip through trip planning research, hotel and vacation rental stays, and in-destination things to do. Sounds very similar to a lot of our discussions we have about retention within your own website, that it's just not selling hotel rooms and your services in the hotel on your website in as much now as it's also an advantage to sell your destination, even more more so than your hotel. Because as we have talked on shows prior, when people decide where they're going to stay during their trip, that turns into the hub of their experience. So the more you can help with the locations of things that people are interested in from the distance from staying with you and the convenience associated with that or your knowledge about those things or events or activities or points of interest, then the more reasonable it is for them to stay with you, even if the price isn't the cheapest or most affordable price within the entire market, because should they even find a better price than the one that they had first thought about considering with you, that variance may not be worth all the resetting that they have to go through and the rediscovery that they have to go through in their destination decisions. So if in fact you've shown that you were all of these things within a proximity that they found comfortable and another hotel that may have been outside of that circle was cheaper, they're less likely to go and take that rate offer because then they would have to reconsider how that impacts all the things that they had learned and discovered and enjoyed thinking they were going to do had they stayed with you. So it sounds very similar to what TripAdvisor is looking at here. Keep them on the site, help them define their entire program. It adds value proposition not only to the user experience, but it also adds a value proposition to the advertiser's experience because then now that gives them other things that can potentially be advertised on TripAdvisor that are not just specifically hotel, that will reinforce the value that TripAdvisor provides as a destination decision-making booking platform, more so than just an OTA or meta search platform. So in that sense, I think it's a very smart move for them to do. Again, another small company swallowed up at a time when most companies right now aren't being swallowed up. So interesting timing for that. 
So with that, it brings us to the last portion of our conversation today, and that is techniques. Now, this also came up in our live show, and that is that Facebook is changing its ad blocker service. Now, it may sound like a good thing. Um, right now, statistically, 40% of people are using ad blockers, and it's expected to grow up into the ranges of 60% within the next 18 months to two years. And if that be the case, Facebook has decided that instead of using third-party ad blocking software that's represented in market now, they're willing to um, basically do that for you. They're going to be more refined about blocking ads. However, it's um, it's going to be at an expense of you sharing more uh, of an expanded list of preferences. So basically, by you offering more details about what you find valuable or not valuable, then Facebook will then refine what it displays and shows to you. Uh, so give uh, give back and forth kind of thing. So uh, for personalization, uh, the more you surrender information, the better refined ads are. And we know that, and Ed brought this out in the live discussion, all this isn't free. Facebook isn't there on the generosity. Facebook is a publicly traded company now. They have to show revenues. Revenues are generated by advertisers. Advertisers need to feel that their advertisement is getting seen more effectively, actually being used to acquire and purchase because they're not just going to spend money not to have any sort of return on value we're all faced with that decision ourselves so they can't say oh no ads but they have to be more refined as to what ads get shown so facebook's kind of offering a in the middle of now ed also was quite uh, adamant because robert referred to facebook as being in evil geniuses and um, ed referred more that he would be more concerned about google making this type of offer because he says that google's service platform is based on offering quote free services and in order to keep the monetization model available they need to be able to make those free services more viable for advertisers facebook is really literally controlling its searchability and discoverability on its own walled garden uh, as ed pointed out you're not going out to your chrome browser or your safari browser when you're clicking on an ad in Facebook, it's opening up Facebook's browser. So what Facebook is simply saying is rather than having third parties influence the result opportunities on that browser, they're going to exclude their functionality and instead offer more refined results with ads as long as they're tailored more to your specific interests. So if you want ads that you are genuinely interested in for discovering or purchasing, then offering more information is helpful. If you want to have less relevant ad, nobody does, but if you don't want to surrender more personal information, you'll get a lot less relevant ads. It means not that the ads will go away, it just may mean that they're not as interesting to you and they're not in turn as valuable to the advertiser for using them. So with that, that pretty much covered our news section and our technology section and our tools section for our conversation today. We're running relatively quick. This is interesting. We're about 15 minutes down. Some of the other live discussions, again, uh, within our conversation, the, the entire show ran about 118 minutes. Um, we did discuss a little bit more about the budget simulator and had some good insights as to what we can do to refine and improve that. Again, that goes back to our tools discussion earlier in the show just now. And for those who may not have heard the first part of the show or caught the tail end of this or just getting back to this, I developed a um, digital marketing budget calculator. And uh, our simulator, I should say. And it's meant to help and provide for 2017 a means of defining your digital marketing budget out of your entire market allocation for your hotel, because digital marketing represents a certain portion of it. And then from that, it, it then calculates up the revenue potential 
um, or revenue contribution that you have said that you would like to see the digital marketing do, that you're holding it uh, attainable for, for revenue generation. And then you are able to assign a budget that it calculates throughout the different categories that are in general for digital marketing that have industry average conversion values. And these are marketing dollars. And through that calculation, it then shows you whether or not you matched, exceeded, or fell short of your anticipated revenue needs that you assigned to digital marketing's contribution for your 2017 budget. So hopefully it'll be a helpful calculator. You're more than welcome to look at it again at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash marketing budget simulator. And um, any insights from that, you can always email me at uh, lauren at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com with any insights to it. It will be enhanced more with KPIs as an email. If you wish more information, it'll send you KPIs based on all the different categories, expectation, best practices, kind of a helpful, uh, not cheat sheet, helpful guide in determining your digital marketing strategy for 2017. So we hope that, uh, I hope that you take the time to go over and mess with it and see if there's some things that you can see that can be improved and if there's data that needs to be more useful to it or if you have any questions about it or insights about it, I would love to hear back from you again at lauren at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. So with that, let me say, remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, TalkShoe, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those different platforms that handle podcasting. Uh, no matter which one you may choose, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That helps others to find and discover us. That's how they rank the availability of searchability for um, podcasts on all those platforms, Apple Tunes and uh, Google Play and such. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any one of those platforms as well. Uh, for an archive of all of our previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. And don't forget our live video show, the only live video talk show for hospitality, weekly, I should say even. So I should say the only weekly live video talk show for hospitality. You can join uh, every Friday at 1030 Central U.S. time. It's called This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing. And next week's show is show 56. It's on a platform called Huzza, H-U-Z-Z-A dot I-O. Or you can simply go to my website at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. And there you can see the current link and the previous links to all of our shows. We have been running well over a year now, weekly. It's been... Uh, a great run. We've had a lot of fun. We were previously on a platform called Blab. That platform was in beta and it closed its beta. So we found a wonderful new home in Hooza. Um, and it's doing very, very well. And we have a great audience uh, from around the world. So with that, I hope you get to join us not only for the live show next week called This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing Show number 56, but also this podcast, which also airs every Friday. Uh, roughly after two o'clock on Friday will be its availability. And you can always go back and play the show on any of the platforms of Google Play, Apple Tunes, TalkShoe, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, or simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. And with that, I leave you to the rest of the week and hope to run into you and hear from you and have you join us next week. And this is Lauren saying, have a great day. Thank you. You have been listening to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast with Lauren Gray. Presented by the Digital Marketing Council of HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All views expressed are those of the host and his guests and do not reflect upon HSMAI or the sponsors of the podcast. Podcast and its content is protected by international copyrights. Any use not authorized by hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com is in violation.
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.